Break it up. You're ruining business for the paying show. Son of a bitch, Ben Bay! Ben, you want to go to jail? And off. Why don't you stick to football? Now, where'd you come from? He's Dr. Stoner's assistant. Oh, yeah. The Stoner. You're Dr. Stoner's daughter. Hello, listening people. Hello. Hello, Bartek. How are you? Good, Ryan. Uh, kind of good. How are you? I'm locked down. That's how I'm feeling and being. Yeah. yeah, baby. Melbourne's fifth lockdown. Let's go for a number six. Let's make it to ten. Let's make ten. it to ten. Let's go to double digits. I need oh, the not? free time to watch some movies, so let's do it. Let's go 11. Let's go one step beyond. Let's go all the way to seven. Just seven, because that's how many S's are in the title of this. So, Bartek... Let's go, let's go to 290, because I think that's the episode number of this. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you're keeping track. It might so, be 291. No, 2000. So, yeah. <laughs> Bartek, we are spitting Polish because we are always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. Uh, do you have any Polish news? Anything happening? Personally um, or culturally? I haven't heard a word from Poland in quite a while, actually. No, I don't know. I hope they're... Hope they're not messing up their lockdown stuff. They haven't phoned you in quite some time, Poland. They haven't knocked on your door and said, Bartek, Bartek, it's Poland here. We've come over for a party. They've left you in the dark. And then I say, No, call me Bartłomiej. Yeah, well, you don't know me. They're being polite. So by using my nickname? Yeah, well, they're casual. They don't want to be too formal because, you know, they're trying to keep a casual vibe of having a party at your house. I mean, if I... Casual is how I'll describe Poland, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Bartek thinks... Well, you haven't heard. Maybe they've changed. Maybe they've changed in the time you've talked to them last. That's possible. Maybe. I'll have to call President Duda. So for our fifth lockdown special, we are covering a movie that came recommended by our listening people, and the listening people being my friend from my hometown, Jack. Uh, JD from Kempsey. JD himself, the dunkster, the donkey. Yeah, I've he. Heard a lot, I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, and now you see his movie tastes. Uh, so we are covering for this episode a film with two titles, depending. Which area you're from, the title could just be a bunch of S's. This is not a joke. The movie is just called S or it's called Snake. Yes, so, four S's or seven S's. Your and, choice. <laughs> and the poster for the seven S's says, don't say it, hiss it. So Yes, especially into a microphone really close up. Because S is one of the two letters that it really loves. It really loves that. And the other and letter F. being? Yeah, I was going to say that, that. No, not Q. So, that's for the ASMR people out there. That's the Q fans. That's for the fan of the Q continuum from Star Trek The Next Generation. The guy, yeah. The guy. Well, he's a part of many guys and girls and others. So Look, I've seen footage of him getting punched. I have too. Bartek, we are here to talk about the 1970, what was it, five film? I can't remember what exactly. I thought it was three. Hold on, I've got it in another tab. Click. Click. Uh, 73. This is the benefit of doing it through the internet. Bartek can actually have his notes in front of him and not in his jacket pocket that's across the room. Uh, so there's that benefit. That Uh, happened the other week, yeah. That did happen the other week. Do you remember our continuity? 
so it was burning last episode. Yeah. So if people have not seen this film, we're going to talk about spoilers and also watch it if you must. Uh, if, if you do not want to, you can listen to us talk about the movie that is about a mad scientist who turns a guy into a snake eventually. Uh, Bartek, what's your history with this film? Um, I think I've already mentioned this episode. I remember Jack Duncan's comment on our thing and having that little journey of like, oh, that's a real t- title. Yeah, that's a real movie. You thought it was just like an in-joke. I did, yeah, because, you know, he's one of your close friends, so he'd you'd understand his uh, cryptic uh, text. <laughs> oh, and I did. My history with this film is that my good friend Jack Duncan, he's the one to blame, uh, he is a fan of schlock um, crap movies, uh, and he has always said to me, dude, you got to see, he has two lines. He goes, dude, you haven't seen Teeth? you got to see Teeth. I was thinking, wasn't there like a Teeth film or something? <laughs> and that's the one where the woman has teeth in her vagina. And then he said, and the other one you got to see, dude, is... you got to see... <laughs> Just saying that alone is pretty funny. He yeah. said, there's a guy who turns into a snake. But I had forgotten that bit. I just remembered that there were snakes involved. It's spoiler, Jack. Yeah, spoilers. That's that's kind of a, a twist. I don't know. I don't know. So I'd never seen this movie. You've never seen this movie before. What were you thinking about it before you actually watched it? And how did it live up to that or didn't live up to that? So I... I- accurately predicted that it was a horror film um would have been good for october but that's all right not a um, rom-com not a rom-com no uh, that that surprised me it was only partly a rom-com not a bollywood film not a bollywood no musical sequences not a masala film where it's every type of genre mm, no 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 um so i accurately accurately predicted that um but my big dread was that it was just gonna be like i guess really oh, what's the word like just constant like snake things happening monotonous in its you know craziness that kind of thing um so i wasn't really expecting it to be this kind of you know slow build up things are very normal for a long time until they become not normal um so yeah that was kind of my journey realizing that like oh my my dreads didn't really come to pass there was a bit more to this film than just like snakes everywhere but there are snakes everywhere there are snakes everywhere but it's done differently from what I was expecting. I had some expectations of it because it's a 1970s horror film, so I expected it to be slow and plodding. Yes, I also guessed it would be a horror film because of its title and it having snakes in it, and also, you know, just you can kind of gather that. Uh, I yeah. thought it would be slow and plodding and monotonous as well because that's what I think of with these 70s films before you get into the slasher era with stuff like Halloween uh, in the later part of the 70s. I knew that it would be some kind of creature feature, obviously, as well, so I'm also a bit familiar with those, and a lot of those creature feature films are lots of scenes of people talking in rooms or yeah. outside until a monster comes in and then they run away or somebody dies. And this film is almost like that. Almost, kind of. Kind of like that. It has some things that we could talk about. And then I watched the film. I didn't really have an idea. I thought it would just be like snakes gone amok. And the film opens up with a little, like, um, I would say, like piece of text but it felt like a, a piece of <laughs> a, a piece of congratulatory text the the first laugh of the film yes <laughs> where 
They let you know these are real snakes. We didn't we didn't cheap out. These aren't fake snakes. We got real fucking snakes. And you know yeah. what? It made you laugh, but it impressed me straight off the bat because I was expecting there just be rubber snakes and puppets. But then I watched the film and it's fucking snakes. These are snakes. Yeah, I think there was a trivia point that only like one shot had a fake snake in it somewhere. And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair, but I and didn't didn't that text also like commend the actors and people that worked on because like these are real snakes, good on you guys. Yeah, these are like the po- most poisonous snakes in the whole fucking world. Good on you guys for working yeah, with them. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, the word I was thinking of earlier was like exploitation film kind yeah. of thing. Snake exploitation. Yeah. Snake exploitation. Yeah. So I then watching the film, I was trying to guess what this was going to be. Like, I was like, oh, this is the type of film. This is how the story's going to go. This, this, this. And there came a point where I just gave up trying to <laughs> do that because it wasn't doing the things that I thought it would obviously do and instead chose another option, which we can talk about. But how did you feel about the film, Bartek? What was your thoughts on it? Um, I, I actually had a pretty good time with it. <laughs> I had quite a few <laughs> quite a few laughs going on, yeah. <laughs> so you saw it from a more comedic angle than what it is actually supposed to be. There was a point in the film that made me laugh, I think, for like thirty seconds straight. Yeah. Oh which part? <laughs> um a-, a naked man was cleaning himself <laughs> and then a snake did a thing. <laughs> You see, the part that made me laugh the most was when the bully guy, whose name is Steve, I do believe. Steve Russell, I think. He has two first names. Um, When Steve was at the the, um, freak show event and he was like, I don't buy hookers. I just, I have real (laughs) sex. (laughs) The the carnival striptease, yes. The carnival striptease. She ain't just any old, she ain't any type of hooker. She's a carnival hooker. So I laughed more so after that. He gets into a fight with our, like, no, he just had a fight with our main guy. The main guy calls him a Neanderthal and he screams, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. (laughs) Red Brown was great, yeah. He was the hero of the movie. Um, so you had a good time with this. You had a good chuckle and a good lighthearted affair. You described the movie last night in our Facebook chat as a cute snake movie. I was very early in the thing and I just wanted to... No, no, yeah. that's an accurate description. <laughs> cute snake movie. It's a very cute snake movie. At, at the point where I was, you know, Harry was the main snake of the film. Yes, and he was getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were more snakes of the film. So I did not enjoy this all that much. I found it cheap, not in production, but in story. Um, I thought it took the coward's way out more often than not. There was a specific moment in which I said, that's fucking lazy and unfair, which is when the uh, rival professor doctor guy has to get the key out of the two uh uh, containers with snakes in it, and he successfully does, but then a giant python out of nowhere gets him, and I know the python was set up earlier in the movie, but I found it bullshit. I thought, well, you've set up this situation in which the guy who's the equally smart snake expert is going to be foiled by the fact that he's not as smart as our main character, the main scientist guy, or the main scientist guy was a prick and put both of them as the same type of snake that are, that is poisonous, but instead, you know, that, another snake's dropped down, and I was like, it was many moments like that where I'm like, oh, they're going to do a clever thing here, and then they chose the lazy thing here no, instead. I, I agree. That was set up to be like a little game of like you know knowledge and and uh, you know uh, 
flexibility, dexterity. Yeah. And, and then even though he succeeds, it, it's, you know, death. It wasn't like in Cutting Class where the guy failed the question and got killed. It was, yeah. it was, he succeeded, but then something else killed him. And even later on when the main scientist comes back, he seems like a little thrown off, like, oh, that happened. Okay. And yeah, it's set up in the movie, but it was a very lame payoff, I guess, because I don't know. It just felt like a lazy way. And I, yeah, I got thrown off because it's like, this isn't a satisfying comeuppance for this character. It would have been a more satisfying one for the police that put that snake down there, perhaps. Maybe. Am I out of the ballpark there with that? I, I could see, I could see if it was the police, then they might anticipate it because they had such a strong reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, but there's a setup and payoff there. But here, I don't know. But that's leaping to the end. I, I found myself. Uh, bored throughout a lot of it. I found myself uh, looking at the film and going, what's the point? What's what's happening here? I know he's turning the guy slowly into a snake. And I was trying to figure out, okay, this is the movie. No. And I would strike it off the list because an hour's gone by and they haven't done it. So I would strike it off the list and strike <laughs> it off the list and keep doing it. And then it was, la- like I keep saying, lazy, lazy, lazy. Like, the romance in the movie, that was that was uh, very funny to me. I wrote to you last night. I said, I'm up to a moment in the film that I would describe as embarrassing. And you weren't up to it yet. Do you want to have a guess of what the moment was that I would describe as embarrassing? When the film truly turned embarrassing. Um... Would it be the skinny dipping scene? Of course it's the skinny dipping scene. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. It's terrible. There's this music all over it. It's it's nonsense. And it really does feel like whatever the film was trying to be up until that point, it just went away. Like Like that skinny dipping scene was like somebody pulled at the loose thread and it all started coming apart because the film just kind of lost track after that point. Now there's like crazy montages of passages of time happening. Now like the bully guys back in the movie, you forgot that he was even in the movie to begin with after a certain point, like so on and so forth. And it just like a skitty dipping scene was out of nowhere and it was embarrassing. I felt embarrassed while watching it. Yeah, if they wanted if they wanted to have a romance in the film, which they clearly did, they they really zoomed the pace of starting it when that scene happened. Because it's like, hey, what's what what does this path lead to? Oh, around the lake, and he just goes there and then like, hey, skinny dipping and you know, the the, the relationship between the two characters like dramatically shifted rather than, you know, doing it in a more natural way. Yeah, so, or Snake, which one do you prefer? Um, I mean, of course I prefer the seven S's. <laughs> um, but I did read that the original title of the film is the one that has Nake in it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so whose side are you on? The, the, the film studio that demanded that it be seven S's, thus it bombed in the, in the theatre because no one would see it? <laughs> Well, the filmmakers that wanted to call it Snake. Whose side are uh, you on? Hmm. Uh, which one's the underdog? I'll side with the underdog, I guess. You're, the... you're with Snake, then. All right, I'll, I'll be with Snake, then. And then if it, if you, you keep calling it Snake, eventually one of us would go, Snake? Snake? Snake! Like Metal Gear. Yes. Uh, so, look, Bartek... This is a movie about a guy slowly turning into a snake, 
and my big disappointment was he didn't do anything. And also, okay, okay, to jump straight to the end of the movie, when he turned into a snake, when he turned into the King Cobra, when that happened, was that your understanding of what was going to happen? No. What was your understanding of the entire movie up until that point? My understanding of the whole experiment, which I guess we didn't get all the information, but it feels like, I don't know. I uh, My understanding was that he was supposed to turn into some super new type of snake, not like a really normal looking one that just happened to have blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, and during the transformation, you had all these in-betweens where like they clearly went to a lot of effort to you know, create what all the many, many different in-betweens look like of the transformation from human to snake. And for multiple of them, I thought like, oh, there it is. That's that's the goal. And then it just kept going until he became a normal snake. What a dumb experiment. <laughs> it's like it's like if I worked for like, you know, you know what? I agree with that doctor guy from the college that's like, also call me doctor. You never do. We're not friends, so let's keep that that formality in line, at least. But I agreed with him. It's like, this is stupid, because I thought... Dumb old me, I thought he wanted to, like, cross... Like, um, give us the abilities of snakes, because he thinks snakes are, like, these divine creatures, or whatever the fuck he thinks they are. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's just gonna make us into snake people, not just make us into snakes. That was just the dumbest thing. Like, when it happened, he just turned into a normal snake. I thought at least he was turning into a human-sized snake, like, like width-wise, as well as length. But no, he just shrunk down into a normal snake. And it was really boring. <laughs> It was really bizarre, and, and of course, the, the mongoose cage just happened to be open, so... Well, that was set up, you see, throughout the whole movie, the mongoose was trying to open the cage. That's why it was worth at least 80 minutes of this movie to hear the mongoose going... <laughs> <laughs> every fucking scene. So, yeah. you know what, Bard's like, retract that statement and put a new one in saying, thank you to the film for setting up the mongoose accurately and sincerely. The mongoose cage happened to be open, and I thank you for accurate sincerity. Thank whatever you, Ryan said. Well, you almost. Did you make got the it. film? Why are you thanking me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It was me. <laughs> Look, I I lost my mind too. Like uh, the mongoose was attacking him at the end, and he was dying. And my wife said, "Well, you know, they set up earlier that the mongoose is the animal that could kill a king cobra." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But I thought the fact that this guy had a human mind and was a king cobra was supposed to do something against that. Yeah, like, yeah, there was there was a line at the point somewhere in the film where it's like the you know abilities or body or something of a snake and the mind of a human. Yeah, but that meant nothing because he had the mind of a snake and the body of a snake. He was just he was too dumb to live as a snake. I guess. Well, we know that this scientist isn't infallible because he had a first creature man that he experimented on that failed. So maybe yes, he transformed a man fully into a snake, but maybe he didn't have the mind of a human anymore. Who knows? Hmm? Mm, yeah. The movie won't tell us because it went on a freeze frame that that makes cutting class run for its money. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's better freeze frame ending? Cutting class, gnome name norm or this? <sighs> Those, those are a lot. Um, it's the holy trinity. <laughs> it's the holy trinity of <sighs> shitty freeze frame endings. 
With cunning class, that was like a grin, right? Yeah, well, he says, like, I hope you weren't cutting class, and then it freeze frames on him just saying it. It's just Mo's dumb face. I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was the girl's reaction. Oh, maybe it was their reaction, being like, yeah. oh boy. But it was still, and then the 80s music kicking in. Don't forget yeah. the 80s music. <laughs> I, th- I think I might have to put something between Snake and, and probably Gnorm, because, you know, these two are just... <laughs> Uh, the Gnome one's the really strong one, though, because it was just a, such a dumb... And it was a zoom-in, too. The zoom-in and the thumbs-up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm still cutting class, baby. This film, uh, it annoyed me. The other two <laughs> made me laugh. This one fucking annoyed me. I, I, I exclaimed, what? Is that it? I was so fucking angry. See, I was looking it. at it as a so bad it's a good thing, so when it was a, you know unsatisfying ending, it just made me laugh. Well, well, to give the movie praise, see, I wasn't watching it as uh, so bad, it's good. I was legitimately trying to enjoy it because- I was fi- too. The film was well made. The performances, for the most part, were really well acted for what this is. Uh, it didn't feel like the main scientist guy or the daughter in particular were phoning it in. They they really dedicated themselves to this goofy material, making it rise above what it is, which is goofy material. But then, like, the ending happens- and any, and not just that ending where freeze frames, but the doctor's ending, where all that, it made me lose any any shred of credibility I had for this movie. Any shred of integrity I was giving it was flushed down the fucking toilet because it went to the point where it's like, oh, the doctor has to die, and then the mongoose and this, and then we have to freeze frame. And I was just so pissed off. I was I so agree. fucking angry. I agree, but instead of pissed off, I was laughing. You see, I, I wish I could laugh, but I was just like, this. the Doctor guy was like the only character with any development or interiority or anything in the movie, and then at the end, he started making decisions that made no fucking sense. Yeah, it felt like there was a a part of his, his view that wasn't being communicated, because wasn't he like calling the, the snake like my queen or something like that? My king. My king. It's like he was. He had some sort of communication with it in the past. They had like a mutual understanding. They and- they did set that up throughout the movie, though. His relationship with it that he admired this snake, and that's why they would do the shows with this snake. And yeah, but it it always just seemed like kind of fascination kind of thing. It didn't seem like there was any sort of personal connection between the two. I kind of felt like there was, especially with the comment of six years together, and he still doesn't like me. Nor should he. And then. So on and so forth. But I also think we've got to determine that as the movie goes on, the more we learn about him, the more crazy he is as a man. Mm -hmm. Um, But that ending with him where he's just like, and now, I don't know, bite me, I guess. I don't know what his intent was there. What was his plan? I don't know. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Like something was not communicated properly to us. It's like, all right, I finally turned a guy into a snake. Now I'm going (laughs) to... Now I'm going to cower in front of my king and get killed. <laughs> I thought he was going to put the two snakes in the same area and make them fight to the death, and thus proving that he was right, that his new snake is the real king, because he has the mind of a human and can outdo this snake. But no! That's, where, well, that's what I mean. Throughout the movie, I kept thinking of a different movie and different things, and I just had to keep striking those off the list because it, this wasn't the movie. Like, for instance, I thought the movie was going to be at one point 
he has all of these genetically modified snakes and they break loose and the town has to deal with these snakes and we see these snakes attack characters that we've met in the town, you know, like Tremors, right? Where mm-hmm. Tremors, you have the townspeople, you get to know them, but they're getting hunted down by these animals. Or then the other one being, I thought the guy would turn into a snake man much quicker in the movie and then run around town and kill people. You know, he has like more of an animalistic mind now, so he's going after people that he didn't like and is attacking them, like he would go after the bully guy and attack him as a snake man or something. Mm -hmm. Something. But the movie is just guy speaking in room, woman speaking in room, and then every now and then the music will go, and there'll be some snake imagery, and then then it'll move on. And it really was, like, tiresome to me. (laughs) Like, I kept trying to think of a smarter, better movie for this, and then I had to keep reminding myself, oh, no, this is a film called... I can't... Like, it's never going to be a smarter, better movie. It's just going to be... And I shouldn't expect anything more of it, but the film kept presenting to me the ability that there could be more to it, and then it would disappoint me because it wouldn't follow through. (laughs) So, uh, on a slight tangent, does, um... Does, does does this give you high hopes for its spiritual sister teeth? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it would be, no, it'd be no, a real no. shame if, if Jack Duncan's listening to this and he were to comment, do teeth next. <laughs> well, well, he has to listen, doesn't he? Don't you, Jack? So <laughs> I, that, I have a lot of complaints, but I did also have some laughs like you. I did laugh at the famous scene of Steve dying in the shower. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, do you know that actor, Reb Brown? I know the name, but I didn't look him up. He was one I didn't get a chance to look up. What else do you know him from? So I'm, I know a little too much about him, mainly because way back when I was a fan of the internet content creator, the Spoonie one. Okay. And you know how some reviewers, they have like their favorite actor and they'll do like a lot of things with that actor in them. Yeah. He loved Reb Brown a lot. Um, it's like, you know how Schwarzenegger and Stallone are like the A-list action stars who'll do like the Rambos and the Predator and all that? Mm. Uh, Red Brown's kind of like the B or C-lister of that. So he did a lot of films like, um, you're a Red Letter Media fan, so they've talked about a film called You're the Hunter from the Future. Yeah, and Space Mutiny, and yeah, yeah I'm looking yeah, at it now. Yeah. Strike Commando, things like that. And he's just basically this guy that, he's got this really noticeable scream when he like a war cry that he does and he kind of happened in this film when he was um getting killed in the shower while singing a beautiful song <laughs> um so yeah he spoonie's done like a lot of reviews of films and tv shows that he's been in even like minor ones where like he doesn't really do anything iconic but it's just like oh reb's in this so it'll be part of my rebuary series so you must have watched a review of this then weirdly enough he never did this one which is weird considering this was his film debut apparently he was once nominated for Best Actor Award here in Australia for some reason, apparently, according to his IMDb. He was in a film that was filmed in Melbourne called Death of a Soldier at one point. Well, there you go. So this is the Red Brown corner where we learn all about Red Brown. Um, I found So you said that one was the scene that made you laugh the most? Yeah, I got like 30 seconds straight of laughter in that one. <laughs> for a, There was a... Yeah, when the snake started attacking him, the film kind of went into this slow motion thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that one scene in uh, Lady in the Water, <laughs> where the, the, the dog or the whatever it was called, like, just breaks through the wall. The and snarf? for some reason Was it the snuff? Uh, the nuff? Or was it the Madam Snuff? 
I can't remember. It's been too long. Yeah, I can't. I have my notes somewhere, but there was a similar from the snarf from the Madam Narf. Si- similar, similar to what you said earlier this episode. It's oh, too scrunt. far behind. It was me. a scrunt. <laughs> Might have been a scrunt. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the dog that was attacking them throughout the film was. Yeah, um, yeah it, it attacks them in like sudden slow mo for no reason. So there was the slow mo. There was him singing. There was him freaking out at the snake and the fact that he dies weirdly quickly. No, it gives him a heart attack and he dies. Yeah. Well, we find out later, yeah, it was a heart attack. But at the time, it was like, oh, I thought... No, but that was set up because uh, the main doctor guy told us that at the very beginning because there was a black mamba. That was the snake he showed off. And then later in the movie before Steve dies, he gets bitten by the black mamba and he goes, oh, don't worry, I have enough, like, anti-venom serum in me to survive 10 black mamba bites. So Mm. it was set up that... uh, And that's why his plan would have worked in terms of he had a heart attack and died. And yes, no but, one would but, look for a snake bite. But with the added slow motion, you know, it felt like it might have lasted a bit longer. But that was them trying to make it seem, like, really poignant. Because this is the first time in the movie somebody's been uh, actively murdered. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to make it intense. You have to show it for the brutality. But he's and in the succeeded. shower. Yeah, well, <laughs> and we find it funny because it's a man in the shower dying and that's like kind of silly um because it's like so goofy and vulnerable but i see i didn't laugh at that scene that much i laughed more when steve was alive and he was like stupid and angry and he was too stupid to live um i also laughed at inappropriately laughed at one of the policemen's line which is um the policeman comes in and he's like oh yeah so uh the 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 other professor guy from this movie's plot his wife phoned in. She hasn't seen him since the morning. Uh, uh, no, since like last night, where he's going off to uh, the main doctor's house. And, to meet Doctor Stoner. Uh, yeah, Doctor Stoner. And the one of the policeman guy goes, "Oh, well, have, che- have you checked the girls' dormitories?" Um, because earlier in the movie, that doctor guy was set up to be a pedophile for some oh, reason. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, he was perving on one of the girls. He was physically assaulting her by stroking her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for some reason, he was set up to be a pedophile. So that way we could root for... I guess he's not a pedophile. They're college students, so it's okay. Sorry, I was I'm about thinking to th- of Japan. Yeah, I was thinking... But the <laughs> way that girl acts, that's the one who sleeps with uh, Steve. She acts like she's 12 years old. Yeah, her, she's got that voice. And the, the, the hair, the and she's like jumping mannerisms. around, and it was very confusing. I'm like, how old are you supposed to be? It reminded me of Shark Exorcist, um, where there's a woman in that who's like, you don't know if she's supposed to be autistic or eight years old, but she's definitely say, a woman. Didn't you say a single thing about Reese Witherspoon in uh, Intolerable... No. What was that film? What? The one that ends with... Uh, uh, fuck you, Sebastian, that one. Oh, Intolerable Cruelty? Was it Intolerable Cruelty? No, no, it's, um... Fuck, you You threw me off by using the word <laughs> Intolerable Cruelty there. It's, uh... Boy. Sarah cruel Michelle, Intentions. Cruel Intentions, yeah. Thank you, Ryan's brain. You remembered Cruel Intentions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Cruel. I'm the Marsha Mar- fucking Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bartek Snake, um, what did you think of the movie, what the movie was going to be like did you have this feeling like I did where you're trying to figure out what type of monster movie this is going to be because again we say it's about a guy turning into a snake the guy doesn't turn into a snake until the end and he doesn't fucking do anything ever he doesn't even have a fucking character he just kind of walks into scenes going hey doc what's wrong with me and then the doc bullshits and that's all he does in the movie 
Um, but what were you thinking? Did you have any kind of thought process like I did? Were you trying to figure it out while you were watching it? I I wasn't necessarily trying to... F- I, I guess I was sort of trying to figure out the Doctor's plan, which, yeah, like you said, when the film ends, we still don't quite know. Um, but there were a lot of moments throughout where I was like, okay, is, is there some sort of like deeper thing going on here? Like, it seems pretty easy to conclude that like this guy's just a full bad guy and he doesn't have any sort of like noble intention maybe there is something going on and because of the slow pace of the film you don't quite get a you know solid answer until much later in um when the film yeah like you said decides to settle on (laughs) on just like oh he's a bad guy and dumb decisions are going to be made no he's insane that's the difference he's not just a bad guy he's insane so the movie can have a free pass for you not understanding anything he does because well he's insane you can't understand insane people yeah he's insane he must be a stoner we i mean yeah i mean it's his last name yeah i got it yeah i I got it congratulations 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 i (laughs) I you can do that i look uh, another thing that bothered me too is like this is trying to be like a Frankenstein story as mm-hmm. well, but like, you know, Frankenstein and even if like Herbert West as well, they had like motivations that were understandable underneath the insanity. This guy, I don't know what he wants, but he's just insane. And that's the most, like the le- one of the most least engaging villain types you can have is just, they're crazy and nothing else to them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was very angry while watching this movie after the skinny dipping scene because then I went, <laughs> oh, this is indulgent. And then I realized, oh, most of this is indulgent. Wait, no, most of this is just padding out for running time. Fuck me, this movie felt so long. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of scenes of people Cute snake walking. film. Well, I mean, can we talk about the deformed snake guy, Tim? The snake man. How funny it was. Um, <laughs> I laughed. I don't know if you did. The film was trying to creep me out, but I was laughing too much. Uh, I had a bit of both. You were creeped out and laughing? Yeah, a little bit. And turned on? A bit of all three. There you go. It was mainly one of them, and we know which one. I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and I said, oh, this is what the main guy's going to be for the rest of the movie, right? No, no, no. No. Yeah, yeah, well, that was another thing that was, like, adding to my idea that, like, oh, okay, there's going to be some sort of hybrid thing, and, like, this is a hybrid, but not quite a good one. Yeah. Like, but maybe no. give him legs and arms, but, yeah. No, no, you were wrong. You were you I was, were wrong. yeah. And nobody went to save that guy, by the way. They just let him left him there to be at the carnival. Well, he, he's been he, bought, so he he belongs to the carnival. For eight hundred dollars, that's pretty good. It's still expensive for nineteen seventies money, but for a snake man, sure. Eight hundred slurpees. I I mean, how long does a snake man live for? That's the question. Well, there was that line that said that he'll survive the next fifty years of some bad environmental thing. Oh, and a holocaust that we will make, yeah. Because people be dumb. I don't know if a snake would survive a holocaust. I don't know. I don't think if... I mean, you know what I mean? There was that line, He said that line, like, environmental this, 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 and holocausts. And I'm like, I don't know if a snake like him would survive that. You know what? He's the physically word, the, indestructible. <laughs> the word just occurred to me, holocaust. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
Like, could you imagine him in a little <laughs> Auschwitz death camp and he's got like a little hat on and they're putting him in the chamber and somehow he survives and then they just shoot him like they do with the other fucking snake. I feel really would dumb. He sur- like, would you he kept, survive that? You kept saying the word Holocaust and I just kept thinking of like nukes. I'm like, wait a second, that wasn't what the Holocaust was. That was like no people being evil. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so would he? Su- would a snake survive that? No. Um, well, would he? Would it? He can't survive? even survive a mongoose. <laughs> would it survive a gas chamber? He can't survive a mongoose, Bartek. I don't think he could survive a bullet to the head. Yeah, but but a gas chamber, like the gas. Yes, I think he would die. I don't think he would survive that. I think Not snakes the, 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 would die. Don't they have like a higher poison? I don't know how poisons work. A, <laughs> they're venom. Venom. Not not Venom the movie with Tom Hardy, our favourite film. Stop, stop. We'll we'll get demonetised again. (laughs) Yeah. So, any other highlight moments of uh, weird things, moments that made you laugh, or things that you feel like we really need to highlight in a film called... Other than they used real snakes, which, again, very impressive. You know what? That that disclaimer was really just a spoiler for the end of the film. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a real snake. Yeah, and with, that's it. With real blood spewing out of it when the mongoose bites it, that was a bit much. Yeah, and then the girl screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else about um, Snake? Uh, the big thing that just makes me think of is just Reb Brown again at the carnival where he's like hitting on the girl and the guy shows up and he's like, oh, I'm going to shake your hand. And then he just like starts pushing him. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. He See, really he's didn't. a. He's a smart, dumb guy. He knows when he's being insulted, even if he doesn't know what the insult means. Yeah, I did like his scene where he decided to drunkenly crawl up the house to sexually assault her, but Harry the Snake gets him, but then he kills Harry the Snake, and then he rides off being like, you guys are freaks! Yeah, he got to be the indignant one. You guys and your fucking snakes are freaks! Yeah, it's a real social law. Like, you can do a bad thing, but if you can, you know, turn it around, you can come away. Oh, I had a real good laugh when there was a whole scene dedicated to the police showing up, and then they use a hackney cock, you know, hackney contrived way to bring the police in to lift up the python, right? It was like mm-hmm. it was really forced, and and the and the daughter being like, no, no, it's fine, you know, it's all easy. But as soon as the policeman walked near it, the snake tried to bite him, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Like the snakes, they hiss throughout the film, and a lot of times they sound almost like barks. Yeah, well, that's how snakes work. Yeah, no, it was fun. Um, yeah, that was a highlight moment when the snake did that, when it was like, and it tried to go at him, even though they said it wouldn't, and it kind of defeated the whole entire scene, because the whole thing was, she's got a virus and not hungry, and won't eat you unless you're afraid, or she's super hungry, yeah, and, and it then it tried to- favorite scene. Yeah, set up my favorite scene, and then they, uh, and then they, and then the snake tried to attack the policeman anyway, thus defeating mm. the whole entire purpose of the scene. Mm. But you could only use one take, so that's fine. Um, I when I was looking up the three main actors of the film, the doctor, the student, and the daughter, um, I found out that the 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 student is someone we've technically seen before on the podcast in the A Team. Yeah. He was in the he original in... A-Team, and then he was in the movie A-Team. Yeah, that's right. He was in the real A-Team, and that means he got a cameo in the A-Team. Yeah, as one of the mental patients, right? Wasn't that the scene where it's like all most of them were like the mental patients in that asylum that they broke into? There was a scene like that in the movie, I remember. Wasn't there, wasn't there a thing of the, like, um, 
all of the cameos from the original show got to like work alongside their counterparts in some way. I think so. Maybe you're right. His one was, I think, Bradley Cooper. So maybe they had some scenes. Was that? I can't remember the A team. They didn't have Mr. T in it though, right? I think he was. I think he was the one that they couldn't get. He was too busy being in a Snickers commercial. (laughs) Um, Anything else for Snake? Um, let's think. Is there anything else? This film that Dr. Stoner was like a real actor, like a real respected actor who's in like real movies. So, this is in his later part of his career where that was fading away, I guess. And he was doing things like Snake. I, I've the only other film I've seen him in is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's in in quite a bit of things. Uh, I think he was in the original. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. True he had Grit. a big filmography, yeah, a big, like 50s, big filmography, 50s yeah. to the to the 90s. A I lot think. of westerns. Like, yeah, I think it said that he worked with Paul Newman a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he was in Butch Cassidy. I think he was in True Grit as well, the original mm. with John Wayne. Yeah, uh, he was he was the best part of the movie. His performance he was. was was key to my enjoyment, and then when his character stopped making sense, it was key to my disdain. Yeah, it um, reminded it reminded me of Herbert West a lot. Just like this central performance of like a clearly unhinged antagonistic guy. Yeah, it reminded me also of like um, Bela Lugosi uh, in his in the Ed Wood movies, where he was taking it super seriously, but the production was shit. <laughs> yeah, pull the strings. Um, Beware the big green dragon on your doorstep. He yeah. eats little boys. <laughs> uh that's it, I think. I don't think we have anything else to extract from Snake. Uh, did any of the scenes with the actual snakes uh, irk you or make you uh, unsettled? Do you have a... What is your relationship with snakes as a creature in general as well? Um, I, I might have held one at one point in terms of my actual physical experience, but, you know, it was like a school thing. Um, in general, I... I'm probably the kind of person that if I saw one in the wild, I wouldn't know what to do. But from a distance, you know, they have this kind of cute look to them. Oh, you think they're cute? A little bit. I've seen snakes many a times. I grew up in rural Australia, so snakes were a common occurrence. Uh, they're not great. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of them at all. I've had pet lizards and reptiles, so I have no fear of snakes. Um, in that manner, but uh, they were, I was impressed. Just like I said, they used real snakes. They chucked the actors with these real snakes in the movie, and they did a bunch of shit. Like they didn't even de- defang the snakes, and so there was a real risk here. And again, as much as I didn't enjoy the movie, I commend them on not being pussies. They used real snakes. They threw the real actors in with the snakes, and there was real dangers there. They didn't puss out with puppets or forced photography or any of that. It was it was real snakes, real people, and that was beneficial. And they didn't puss out in terms of not showing us snakes all the time. They showed us snakes all the time. All the fucking time snakes were in this movie. So it didn't Bar lie to you on time, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, but even that was a pretend snake. So it was still like snakes existed in the movie. This isn't one of those horror movies where it's like, this is a movie about a killer thing, but actually we'll only have them in the movie now and then. This it's, is it's like kind of... snakes all the time, baby. It's kind of funny how these days the pussing out thing would be to use CGI rather than puppets. For this, it's kind of like the opposite. No, we use real thing rather than puppets. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's where we are. So, Bartek, uh, would you recommend Snake? 
Um, I would. I could see some people, you know, having your experience with it, expecting more and then getting disappointed. But I think that for the most part, the film holds your attention. And then when it doesn't, I got some good laughs out of it. Maybe if you walk in with the right mindset, you might get some laughs too. The film is well made. It looks good. At least the copy I had was like a really, really clean looking copy for this type of movie. I was expecting a shittier looking version, but I yeah, same. I had a really clean, nice, and the filmmaking, again, was actually very well done, and they knew how to frame the snakes and make it uh, suspenseful and exciting when they were around, and yeah, there was some goofy 1970s touches like the slow-mo that you laughed at, but overall, the filmmaking's good, the acting's fairly decent, but I think the script is is just it, it gets lazier as it goes along and like if it really wanted me to care it needed to make other characters more characterful uh, uh, for the time being they were just there they were there the only character that really had any depth was the main doctor guy but also he didn't because i didn't understand what he was fucking doing uh, at the end so there's that i i don't recommend it but if you are interested in these b movie monster movies it's worth checking out for that alone uh, do you, Bartek, have your recommendation for next episode already and prepared to tell us all? I do. Then tell us what it's about. So, my recommendation for next episode, uh, similar to when you did Burning, it was a film that you saw in the cinema that you really liked and you wanted to check it out again one day. Um, I've got that too, and I think it's one that we've both seen, a Danish film. Okay. One that I think... Either you or someone else has been like, when are you going to recommend that? And I think now's the time. It is 2012's The Hunt. With Mads Mikkelsen of yes. Three Musketeers fame. Yes, the madman himself. I think he did the, the, these films like back to back or like very close to one another. I saw The Three Musketeers in 2011, so it would have been around the same time. Yeah, yeah like a couple years. Because when was this film? Like you said, right? Like 20... 20- I think it was 2012 or 2013. Hold yeah, on, so he would have been shooting these back to back, which is very funny to think about. Yeah, two different countries. Yeah, and two different tones and <laughs> performances. So The Hunt, uh, prepare for that one, people. The Hunt from Denmark, not the American Hunt film that came out like a year or two ago. That's a completely different movie. This one has Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, it's not a light-hearted affair, let's just say that. Uh, but it's about a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah. Whoopty, yay. So yeah, that, 2012. In 2012. So yeah, back to back, uh, pretty much. Uh, if only James Corden was in The Hunt. Oh, he was. You forgot? Oh, oh, oh he was the other teacher? <laughs> oh, he was one of the kids? No, he was the guy that kept getting birds shit on him. That's right. So that's it, listening people. You can find us on the social medias of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. You can email us at spitandpolished at gmail.com, uh, where you can recommend us movies. Uh, quest- you can give us questions, queries, concerns. All of that good stuff is in the description of this episode. As always, you can rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you use to do so. Bartek, how do you want to end this episode? Um, hmm. I want to hear you pronounce Q with seven letters. With seven letters attached to seven it? Seven Qs. So just Q, 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 Q? 
You don't just say Q, you have to make the sound. Oh, like you want me earlier. to make an elongated Q sound. Yes, right, right, pronounce, right. pronounce it. All right, I'm just going to take a big drink of water so I can get it all moist and ready for you, you know? Yes, I'll have one too, just to be on your level. I can't, I don't know if I can do it as well as you did, Q. Did you? Okay, okay. Q. I can't it's do it. It's like as you well. said fuck you, but without the fuck. Well, maybe a subtle commentary of how I feel. Q. All right, let's 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 quit off. 